and they um, have a full program on the second Saturday of every month. And so that's our school year academy. Now, uh, can you get a little more detail as far as uh, how you mentor these young people? Thank you, thank you. So, um, to be specific, we have a curriculum that's based on off of our true leader uh, model, which is focused on self-image, purpose, faith, character, and work ethic. So we have a specialized curriculum that's developed by um, a PhD here in the city named Dr. Stella Aduza, and she does a phenomenal job tailoring the curriculum to our scholars. And then so for our seventh grade scholars, we really focus on just our pillars, our five pillars and their seven daily affirmations. So in our organization, our young men, they're required at the start of program, at the start of every program to say their seven daily affirmations. Now, um, can you recall the seven, all seven of the affirmations? Yes, I can. I yes, want to I hear. <laughs> Let's hear them. We have our scholars, I am made in the image and likeness of God. God loves me and I love and respect myself. I was born to lead and God has a valuable plan for my life. There is something in this world that only I can do and that is why I'm here. I'm a scholar and I will meet every academic challenge. I will persist until I succeed. I am bold, handsome, and brilliant. And so our young men, they recite these seven daily affirmations at the start of every program. And so what we're trying to do is we're not trying to modify behavior. We're trying to do an overhaul on their belief system. Because as problem solvers, so often we're, we are symptom focused, but we're not really focused on what we like to call root causes. And so we treat symptoms, but we don't change the way they see themselves or our belief. Not just for the scholars, we call our young men scholars, but even for the problem solvers ourselves. You know, how are we changing the belief system on how, um, because we have all of these statistics. When you look at right here in Alachua County, 8 out of 10 um, African Americans are going to be born to a single parent home. You got 1 out of 3 expected to go to prison in a lifetime. And then you, depending on which statistic you look at, you have about a 40% poverty rate. And, but it's not for a lack of effort because here you have mentoring programs, tutoring programs, outreach programs through the university, through Santa Fe, through different churches. But is it really changing the symptoms? Is it really changing what we like to call root causes? Um, the outcomes. And so when we look at the outcomes that we still see with all of these programs, which are great, but are we really getting down to the core of the issue and how we address these problems? Well, what's terrific is that your programs can um, act as a catalyst and then uh, all the other opportunities out there can supplement what you do. Yes, yes, absolutely, because we collaborate with other organizations and other programs because we're not saying that mirror image is the silver bullet, but what we are saying is that we're thinking about the problem differently. Our founder, Greg Bradley, was a professional problem solver in his career for several years as a chief consultant um, for um, Deloitte and North Highland and so many others. And so when he founded Mirror Image in 2021, you know, he came at this, he's a Gainesville native, by the way, and he left corporate America to come back here to Gainesville to really start Mirror Image Leadership Academy because he and his wife prayed about it and they felt a call here to the city that he's a Gainesville native of. And he was just like, okay, I have solved problems for 
organizations for most of my professional career. And so now I got to test a hypothesis. And so my hypothesis is there's already leadership potential inside of all of these young black men. We just have to help them discover it and develop it. We're not trying to make them a leader. We're trying to expose them to who they already are. Well, I think that's, uh, it's amazing. You know, I've been in the Gainesville community since 1970. Wow. And uh, I've had, uh, you know, very strong relationship uh, with the African-American community here since I came here. As a matter of fact, I moved into the black neighborhood of Gainesville <laughs> and rented a house, a two-bedroom house for $50 a month in 1970. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen what, you know, when I came here, it was crazy because, I mean, they still had segregated lunchrooms. They had um, the... Uh, the bar down the street had a front entrance and a back entrance. And, wow. you know, the, the last night I was watching the uh, biography of uh, Thurgood Marshall. Wow. And as a lawyer, yeah. um, it really impacted me. I was thinking about it today. And many of the lessons that uh, were discussed in that movie uh, were, you know, it, it certainly energized me and it showed me uh, you know, some of the lessons that I needed to have refreshed as far as how the justice system works and yeah. what we can do as lawyers uh, to help people uh, get on their feet. Uh, as you mentioned before, it's within everybody. However, uh, you have to have an environment, a supportive environment around you uh, to grow success. How do Absolutely. you do that? So for us, um, our true leader model curriculum is our foundation. So that's where we start um, with the five pillars, self-image, purpose, faith, character, and work ethic. But then we transition because given the historical context of society, especially when it comes down to African Americans, we don't blame anybody. But we have to um, put fuel on the fire. And so for us, exposure is how we do that. Um, that's our exposure for us is our accelerator. So at Mirror Image, we have a um, exposure model, and it's progressive. So we go our seventh graders, we expose them to local Gainesville, Alachua County. Our eighth graders, we take them on national exposure. So we expose them to neighboring cities like Orlando, Tallahassee, Tampa, St. Augustine, Jacksonville. But then um, at the end of their summer academy, we take them on a week-long trip to Atlanta. And so for a lot of our young men, that's their first time ever leaving the state. And so we take them on national exposure. And then our ninth graders, we actually expose them to international travel. And so this year, we're actually taking our ninth graders to Ghana, West Africa at wow. the end of July. Oh and so um, it's they a progressive. They must be jumping up and down. <laughs> They're very excited. Well, tell me. So give me, give me the itinerary. What, what goes on? So for us, um, in so our summer day looks like our young men get there from 8.45 to 9 a.m. Well, I would, I would, first I wanted to stay on this Ghana trip. Oh, on the Ghana, the I Ghana wanna, trip. I, I wanna, I'm interested in hearing, you know, um, one of our good friends, Freddie Weeby, uh, has uh, some roots in Ghana. I yes, don't know if he you does. knew that. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Weeby is the one that made the introduction to you all. 
And so Mr. Freddie, he had the opportunity to meet with our board on a couple of times and just get a chance to help us strategize. And so he's been a valuable resource to what we do at Mirror Image. And we're so grateful for him and his insight and to be able to take these young men to the place to where he spent a lot of years of his life in Ghana and given the rich history of Ghana, you know, um, the slave trade being there and then, you know, just being able to take them to the historical sites of um, what they call the last slave bath um, over in Ghana and allow them to experience the fact um, our board chair and his family went there during spring break. And so to hear his family talk about the emotions um, that they had and also to hear the other side of the story because we oftentimes talk about the strong that survived because it had to be out of um, 60 some million only what 12 million made it to America I believe my, my numbers may be off but in order for them to make it here to America they had to be the strongest of the strongest they had to be resilient they had to be able to just for our young men to be able to have that history to understand where you come from the DNA that you actually embody in your body, you um, it's just going to be an eye-opening experience. I've only been to Africa um, once, and I've been to Cairo, Egypt, and I've been to Nairobi, Kenya, which is East Africa. But to be able to go to West Africa to take these young men to experience that and the emotion behind that and just to learn the truth about that because we oftentimes focus on the ones that made it but not the ones that were left. And so that's another side of the story for um, um, the Africans that were actually left in the country and what they had to endure um, during the slave period as well. You know, I can uh, relate to some of that. I, I just came back from two weeks in Israel, and I'm Jewish. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And I was there for Memorial Day, and wow. I was there also for the uh, Holocaust Memorial Day, which mm. is a week earlier. Painful. And, you know, when you, you know, see the stories of, uh, you know, what uh, the Nazis did to the Jews, yeah. uh, it's not the same, but in some, there's certain, you know, people who are being slaughtered and killed oh, yeah. uh, against their will and have... Uh, very little, uh, you know, resources or chances of fighting back. Uh, it, you know, it really uh, embodies, you know, the same kind of uh, feeling like, uh, okay, uh, we're here now today. Mm -hmm. What can we do to be better tomorrow? Yes, yes, because at the end of the day, your past is meant to teach you, not trap you. And so I believe that every lesson in life is necessary. And so we learn history so that we don't repeat history. And so we learn history so that we can appreciate what our forefathers and what our um, um, ancestors did for us and the sacrifices they made for us in order for us to be where we are today. So Ghana is a seaport um, a country, right? Yes, yes. And that's why it was so... Um, significant as far as the slave trade. Yes, yes, exactly. As I understand it, a large portion of the slaves that came to both North America and South America came through Ghana. Came through Ghana. And yes. is that one of the reasons why you picked Ghana to take the young men uh, to show them the country where their ancestors came from? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To show them where they came from their ancestors, but also for it to be an eye-opening experience to go to a society 
of people that look like them and they're running the government, they run in all um, sectors of society, I think it's a very empowering experience because um, you come from a rich heritage and I feel like it's something for them to be proud of, but it's also by the end of their ninth grade year, they'll be able to say, I've been exposed to local, national, and international travel, but the international travel was also an inspirational trip. It was also a trip that um, helped them see themselves um, from another um, viewpoint. You know, that one of the reasons I love to travel is because you get these different perspectives. Yes, yes. You know, every time, I'm sure you experience it as well, right? Oh, yes, oh, yes. When you, when you go somewhere and you see a whole new, different culture, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden you're going like, oh, wow. It's interesting what you had said because, you know, you go, uh, you know, you, tra you travel with these kids and you let them see different cultures. You know, within Florida, you know, kids from Gainesville, may, they may never get out of Gainesville. They may you know, go, you know, go visit a relative in this city or that city. But the way you're doing it, you're actually uh, having a planned trip where it's a learning experience. Absolutely. It's a learning experience and we call it um, experiential learning. And so everything we do, we try to make sure that we attach it to a lesson so that our kids can have some type of meaning in it. Mm -hmm. You know, if we don't just, even our exposure trips, it's not just about the place that we go to, it's about the people that we put them before and how to do their story tied into purpose, faith, character, worth, ethic, are one of our pillars, our character. You know, we want to know that um, this is not just something that we're doing arbitrarily. Once again, we're not trying to force them to be anybody or to do anything. We just want to show them who to be, expose them to different people, places, things, and um, see where they lie their lives end up at. We're not saying this is a silver bullet. We don't know what our young men is going to do, but what they will be able to say is that you, you've been exposed to local, national, international travel. You're building on these um, um, five pillars. You have the daily affirmations and our curriculum, and you see men that look like yourselves that have not done some of these things. And so that will remove the excuse, even if they do decide to make the other choices. So have you been, <laughs> on, have you been on a trip with uh, some of the kids to Atlanta yet? Yes. Last, last year we had our Atlanta exposure trip um, because we started with 12 young men, and then last year we added 19 more to the program, and this year we're actually adding 25 scholars. We call them scholars to our program, and they start next month. So we'll have 55 young men in our program this summer, but last summer was the first trip to Atlanta. They got a chance to experience um, the behind the scenes at the Hawks Stadium. They got a chance to go to the Braves um, suite and be in the Bank of America suite. They got a chance to see um, Delta, Tech Ops, um, all of the operations for the national airline Delta. Um, they got a chance to talk to CEOs and top executives there to learn about their careers. And so the, that week, we packed a lot into that week. Um, and then the um, last day, inspirational speaker, um, Kendall Ficklin, he came in and he lit a fire under them. And um, it was just amazing for them, that entire experience. And then, of course, we um, had a lot of fun out there. They got a chance to tour the university, Morehouse College, and some of the other things as well. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta is amazing. <laughs> so I've been going to Atlanta for over 50 years. You know, once uh -huh. I moved down to Gainesville... Uh, I actually had a recording studio I owned up in Atlanta during the late 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. I had the OJs record with us. and uh, Oh, legends. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, 
Um, Atlanta is a good example of a black community that has had for many years, 40, 45 years, going back to Andrew Young, right? Great yes. leaders have come out. Yeah, Martin Luther King, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, 60, 70 years. They got a chance oh, to great. go to his house, his birth house. Oh, really? Yes, yes, while they were in Atlanta. Well, see, that's the kind of stuff where you can, you know, show by example where the community is very well developed as far as success. Yes, sir. You know, there's a lot... There's lots of success within that community and uh, within the uh, you know, black community. Everything has really progressed over the last 60, 70 years to the point where they're the leader, leaders within one of the major cities of the United States. Yes, absolutely. So I find that interesting. So we got to wrap up the show. I got to okay, have okay. you back. Oh, I would but love I want I want a call to action because I want people to know how to help with this trip to um, Africa and the other things that you're doing. Because I know it takes money yes. to uh, take the kids around and uh, build their uh, character and leadership. So what can people do and how do they contact you? Yes. So you can go to mirrorimageleadership.org mirrorimageleadership.org and learn more about our organization and how to partner with us. And you can also call 352-204-0072 and ask to speak with me. I'm James Miller, the executive director. Um, we have a given link on the app and um, there are different sponsorship levels to our Ghana trip. So to sponsor a full trip, it would be $44.50. Um, to sponsor a flight, it would be $2,400. Um, to sponsor just the activities and the excursions there, it'll be seventeen fifty. And then, if you want to sponsor a vaccination or even the travel safety kit, three hundred. But any support helps. We have a lot of programming. We have national um, exposure this year as well, to where we're taking nineteen young men to Atlanta again this summer. And then we also have our local exposure trip to for all of our twenty-five new scholars that's coming inside of the program. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm, uh, thank you for having me. I feel like we just scratched the surface. Yes, uh, yes, okay? we're just getting started. But I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. We're going to have you back on Melden Law and Friends. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll bring one of our uh, the young guys that's not shy who uh, can talk oh, about Oh, I would love that. And some of them experience. would love to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because, that you can hear the impact story. Yeah, I mean, well. you know, I have lots of questions uh, that I didn't have time to ask today. So uh, we're going to have uh, Section 2. Uh, about Mirror Image Leadership Academy uh, with our good friend James Miller. So we're going to sign off now on Melden Law and Friends, and we'll see you next week. Perfect. Look at here.